JM in the AM. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NahumSingle.com on the NahumSingle Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Um, many of you know that the Art Scroll puts out some amazing uh, books all year round. When it comes to Hanukkah, they really, really step things up, and we get a chance now to spend some time this hour with some of their brilliant authors, or by Daniel Gladstein, is author of the brand new book entitled Safer Elaka de Mayer Aneni. And there's a reason why I'm saying that, which we'll discuss. Rabbi Mayer Balanes and the Eternal Children of Hashem, the worldview of the Tana. Rabbi Mayer was a Tana, Mishnah. The Tana Rabbi Mayer and Hashem's infinite love for the Jewish people. Rabbi Daniel Gladstein, an absolute pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nacham. I hope that um, I hope that this uh, holiday of miracles, which starts tonight, and I just alluded to the fact that I think more and more uh, of our brothers and sisters are probably going to be lighting a Hanukkah tonight. I think, and I hope I'm right about this. I think that fits right into one of the themes of the book, because the uh, the view of Rav Meir Balanes is that, in fact, everybody is a uh, qualified member. I hope I do this right, or by Gladstein you'll correct me if I don't, is a qualified member of the Jewish people, one of the children of Hashem. Not all rabbis in our history might have that approach. Some might have a different approach. Am I right or wrong? Spot on. You know, the theme of this book could not be more timely because, as yep. you mentioned, Rav Meir's worldview is that every single Jew is a beloved child of Hashem. Now we may stray, we may go far, we may not always fulfill what we need to, but the essential relationship is always there. Every Jew has the right to stand before Hashem and say, Hashem, help me, answer me, protect me. I'm your son, I'm your child. Please watch over me. I'm so glad I'm so glad you um you echoed what I just said because I've been I've been saying this in reference to you know previewing the book and letting people know that you're going to be joining me on the air. I've been saying just how timely this is. If there's one thing we've learned in the last couple of months is that uh, people who are members of our traditional heritage, whether they like it or not, whether they know it or not, <laughs> whether they experience it or not, um, we we know that each and every one of them is a uh, is a child of Hashem, is loved by Hashem, and so many of them, as as you know, and I alluded to it with the Hanukkah tonight, so many of them are making that move uh, to explore more about their tradition and to really be a more dedicated child, if you will, of the one above. And we're not criticizing any of the other rabbinic positions on this matter. Everyone has their own philosophy, but you have to admit when it comes to a mayor, it fits right in. Absolutely. You know, and I always uh, maybe humorously say that the other view, there's a view of Rabbi Yehuda, right. who says that our relationship with Hashem is conditional, that when we're doing what we're supposed to, then we're worthy of the title being children to Hashem. But when we're not doing what we're supposed to, then we have a different relationship with Him. We're, we're called His Avadim. Right. You know, I always say that would be very convenient, that would hit His servants. It would be convenient. Let's say, you know, you make the mistake, you take your kids shopping, you know? So if they behave and people ask, who are these kids? You say, they're my, my children, my biological children. And if they're not behaving, 
it would be very convenient to utilize the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Who are they? I'm not really sure. Their mother asked me to watch them for the day. I, I don't know who they are. That's Rabbi Yehuda's opinion of how Hashem looks at us. But Rabbi Meir says, no, it's unbreakable. It's untouchable. The same way your own children, no matter what, they're your children. They're your biological children. And nothing could change that essential relationship. That is Rabbi Meir's view when it comes to our connection to Hashem. And even before this war and this period of time, I think if you look at the last 100, 200 years, maybe because of the, of the you know, rise of Hasidus, or, or maybe for other reasons, I think, I think this has generally been the attitude, right? Wouldn't you say that recent generations essentially look at it the way Rav Meir did? Yeah, absolutely. The, look, the whole idea of a Kirov movement or outreach right. is predicated right. on the fact that Every Jew has a, a birthright of, of Torah, of observance and mitzvahs, and nobody is ever too far lost. Nobody ever is uh, far gone or hopeless. And uh, the book really shows that this is the foundation of all the mitzvahs in the Torah. It's the foundation of our whole religion. Yeah. Actually, the Chidah, the Chidah was one of my all-time favorite Gedalim, who lived in the 18th century, writes, that this is the fundamental principle of the whole Torah, that yeah. we are the beloved children of Hashem. Yeah, and, and look at the word, first word. Look at the first words we say after Shema. First words of Ahafta Hashem Elokecha. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's it's uh, yeah, it's it, 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 it's 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 obvious to many. Rabbi Daniel Gladstein is with us. The book is called Rabbi Meir Balanes. Now Balanes, the master of miracles. Can we call it that? I mean, I don't know how you would translate it exactly, but the the would that yeah. be the master yeah. of miracles? How did he get this reputation and and of course you know we'll we'll have to discuss at some point um the way some people utilize his uh, miraculous um uh abilities maybe that's the wrong word or the miraculous aura of Rav Meir, how they utilize it even today which we'll discuss in a, in a minute or two but how did he get this reputation that he is someone who's connected to miracles yeah so there, there's a lot of mystery about that, and it's shrouded and, and clouded in uh, a mysterious aura. But essentially, there is a early sefer of one of the Mekubalim who says that more than anything else, more than any other quality, God loves those who advocate and those who defend the Jewish people. The defenders of the Jewish people are the most beloved to Hashem. And he writes, because Rav Meir was our great defender, and he always advocated for us. Therefore, he earns the esteem of the heavens, and Hashem empowers him with miraculous ability. So, you know, the question is, where, where do we ever see Reb Meir defending us or advocating on our behalf? Right. And the answer is simple. The greatest advocacy for the Jewish people is, Hashem, have mercy on us. Yeah. We're your beloved children. Can there be any greater advocacy than that right and, so, I, and i will advocate for for even the person who is furthest away from considering themselves his child meaning, exactly, yeah. meaning god's yeah. child or if mayor will advocate for somebody who, who 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 behaves and and in his mind might not feel any connection to god as his father and and nonetheless yeah so i mean <laughs> you know it's funny that you say uh you know, he'll be giving these miraculous uh, powers or miraculous, um, you know, in, in tendencies. I mean, it's no secret that that to us today, 
and I'm assuming it's like this across the board. I know it's like this in, in the community that I'm, I don't mean the geographic community. I mean, from the philosophical community that I'm from, th- that when one has lost an object <laughs> and they're trying to find it and they give stucca and they, and they use the words, God of mayor, please answer me, which is why I said it earlier. And I bet you that's why you put that expression on the cover, frankly. Um, the reality is that often that system works. So it's, you know, you start to wonder, especially the misnagdim among us, <laughs> we start to wonder, <laughs> is there something to it or is that whole thing just one big coincidence? Yeah, so look, there, there is a legitimate uh, docu- documented sources that the Tfila El Akadamaranini is particularly effective in finding a lost object. You lost your toothbrush. Right. You lost your car keys. Right. Some people say you you lost your mind. You put <laughs> money in uh, from Mayor Balhanes. I know somebody. And, uh, I, know, I know somebody who lost a diamond ring in a in a on a yeah. on a front lawn. You know how hard it is to find a diamond ring in grass. And they went yeah. ahead and did this, and, and minutes later they had it. And I'm sure. By the way, mm-hmm. how long has the book been out? Just a few days. Yeah. So how yeah. many, how many I mean, stories have people already told you about? Exactly. All the lost and founds across the world are emptying <laughs> out, you know? <laughs> but I'm telling you, you're going to have to sit through every story of everybody finding objects by saying, I'm like, the mayor on 80. <laughs> I'm working on the sequel already of, you know. So. The diamond ring one but, should, um, should make it into the book. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> but I think I think even philosophically, there's a there's a logical basis for the efficacy of this tefillah, and that's think about it. In the world of Rav Meir, no Jew is ever lost. Nothing is lost in the spiritual world. We can wow. always return to Hashem. Wow. So if in the spiritual world no Jew is lost, we know the physical world parallels the spiritual world. So if a Jew is never lost and a soul is never lost then your car keys and your wallet or your ring, they're never lost either. Phenomenal. They can always be found. In, Phenomenal. In the with, world with, with, with all due respect, I'm asking you, is that yours or is that from someone? It's brilliant. That that was my that was my humble suggestion. That's phenomenal. That's yeah. absolutely phenomenal. It actually works into the whole, you know, reality of the thing, so to speak. I mean, Rameyer was a ton of and we're talking about a legendary Tana because number one, uh, there there are people that um, there, there are quotes in the Talmud about him that are very significant sure. in terms of his leadership role when it came to Pesach Halacha, when it came to clarification of, of halachic decisions, etc. I mean, we're, we're talking about, you know, in the hierarchy, in the Mount Rushmore of Tanayim, nobody could leave him out. He's in the top two or at least the top four, right? I mean, you can't leave him out. It's impossible. So my point being that he's this spiritual being, the way you describe him, and you have some amazing, you know, contemporary stories which which follow along his philosophy. But at the same time, he's Mr. Halacha. At the same time, he is, you know, he's, he's, he's operating by the book, so to speak, when it comes to Judaism. Yeah, of course. Well, firstly, he's the Tanakama, the right. expression, the first Tana. Any time there's a statement in the Mishnah, and uh, the first opinion rendered is always Rabbi Meir. Even furthermore, any unattributed statement in the whole corpus of Mishnah, Stam Mishnah Rabbi Meir. Any unqualified statement, if you don't know who said it, it comes from the teachings of Rabbi Meir. So he's the backbone. Yeah. Of of our whole Torah, literally, it's but he's also 
Yeah, but even in the spiritual world, as I mentioned, his principle is is that which the Torah stands on. And you go into the whole thing about, because there are disputes about about what you just said uh, in terms of his position halachically. And, you know, because, again, it's history. I mean, we're talking about, you know, we're going back a couple of thousand years almost. So, we're, you know, it's a, it's, yeah. you know, so there are, and you bring the different discussions uh, since then about his position. But the reality is that no one can deny, like I said, that he is at the very top of the entire process, the halachic process. Mm-hmm. And in terms of, you know, as we're speaking philosophically, on this era of Hanukkah, you know, the spiritual process as well. We do or don't know where he's buried. Okay, so that's also, um, guess which book you're going to have to buy to find out the answer to <laughs> tell, that one. Tell you know? me. But, <laughs> tell me which one. <laughs> uh, so, so we discussed, there is some um, the various views regarding where Rameir is buried, but traditionally, based on the opinion of Reb Chaim Falaji and many others, Rav Meir is buried in the city of Tiberia, which, you know, a good trivia for your audience. And, and every real, every Jew should really be familiar with this. We're all awaiting Mashiach. We're all awaiting the Gula. You know, does anyone out there know what city will Mashiach reveal itself in? You know, if you ask around, is, is some the, people might say Borough Park. Is the answer Tiberia? Is the answer Tiberia? Yeah, the answer is Tiberia. Wow. The Gemara, it's a Gemara. The Gemara says that... Uh, Mashiach will reveal itself first in Tiberia. And Reb Meir is very connected to that phenomenon right. because Reb Meir being buried in Tiberia is the rabbi of Tiberia, the Mara da Asra of Tiberia. And we need him to be the rabbi of Tiberia because there's, there's an interesting halachic principle. Halacha follows the, the rabbi, the Mara da Asra. For God to redeem us and bring the Mashiach, there are going to be a lot of challengers who say, why are you redeeming them? Do they deserve it? They're unworthy. And the bottom line, the answer is going to have to be, well, they're my children. I have to. It doesn't matter whether they deserve it or earn it or are worthy. They're my beloved children. And some might challenge, well, not everybody agrees to that. Rabbi Huda doesn't agree to that. And that's always going to be a discussion. So the Mashiach, Hashem scheduled the arrival of Mashiach to the city of Tavaria because there, the rabbi, the Mar the Asa's Reb Meir, he establishes in the city of Tiberia, unquestionably, the halacha is that we're the beloved children of Hashem. So that's a safe place for Mashiach to come, and there's nothing anybody could do to challenge that or to question that. Because in the city of Reb Meir, we're untouchable. Rabbi and uh, that's why Mashiach... I'm sorry. Mashiach will reveal itself in, in the city, the holy city of Tavaria. Rabbi Daniel Gladstein's with us, right? Mayor Balanes and the Eternal Children of Hashem is the brand new book. By the way, that, that, that explains to an extent, you know, if, if someone said to me, what's the theme of, of this book? I mean, you, you wrote a 300 page book, right? And if someone asked yeah. me as a reviewer, what's the theme of the book? You know what I would say? Hey, this may surprise right. you. I would say tshuva. Mm-hmm. Because it's, and, and, and I'm thinking as you're telling this about Tveria and you're talking about, you know, the eventuality of Mashiach, etc. I'm saying to myself, if, if Rav Meir was such an advocate for, you know, to God on behalf of every type of Jew and every Jew of every background, then at the minimum, what he's saying to us, and this is why I think, again, the theme of, of it's one of the main themes, if not the theme of your book, 
what he's telling us is is is, is if if I'm going to be out there advocating and God's going to extend his hand kaviyachol, you know, to everybody and his heart to everybody, you have to at least make an effort. You have to at least show him that you're on the road back. You have to show him that you're thinking of returning to him and to his and to your proper ways on a day. Just like we say Ashivenu every day, we say Slachlanu every day, and and I'm wondering that, right. and, and I'm saying to myself, you know, as you go through this, and there's a lot about Rosh Hashanah in the book, a lot about Yom Kippur in the book, you know, a lot about the mm-hmm. clean slate and getting started again. So he was, mm-hmm. he was you know, this, he was not just a halachic leader; he was a Musar leader as well, telling people, you, you know, God's there for you. You got to, you got to keep changing your life to show him that you're interested in the outreach he's giving you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm always amazed, Nachum, that you know how you're able to cut to the to the main <laughs> uh, ideas of the book. But uh, teshuva is a is a major theme of this book. Yeah, and because of what you mentioned, and if I may, the idea that God forgives us—how does that even work? How could God forgive us? Doesn't the Gemara say that a king cannot forego his honor? So how Hashem, King of the world, how are we allowed to repent? How does He accept our teshuva? But he's the king, and he halachically should not be able to forgo his honor. Yes, a king can't forgo his honor. But av shemachal al kavodai, a father who forgoes his honor, kavodai machal, his honor is forgot. So, in reality, what allows us to do tshuva is is this phenomenon of and teaching of Rameir that we're Hashem's children. Yep. We would not be His children. We would not be able to repent. It would not be an effective process. Phenomenal. Just phenomenal. By the way, uh, before I let you go, I, ha- I have to mention something. Uh, there's a dispute about when, when Mayor Balanese's yard site is, correct? There's a dispute about that. Uh, now, yeah, yeah. you have to admit, according to the to, according to the opinion that his yard site's on Pesach Shani, I mean, if that does if that doesn't say it all, the the day the day that we that we mm-hmm. that we focus on when it comes to second chances, when it comes to you know fulfilling one's obligation when they miss the opportunity the first time around, the fact that his yard side might be on that day, that irony or that beauty is not lost on me. Okay, excellent. You know, and there's a chapter on that very idea in the book that. Uh, the traditional observance of Zerotah and Pesach Sheini is so thematic to the whole teaching of Rameir. But if we could go in the other direction, there's also an opinion that his yard site is on Hanukkah, right. on Rosh Chodesh Teve. Yep. And that is also very thematic because Hanukkah, when the Yivanim wanted to abolish the mitzvahs of Rosh Chodesh and Brismila and Shabbos, those mitzvahs, the Chida explains, are the very mitzvahs that demonstrate that we're Hashem's beloved children. Yep. For instance, the fact that our courts are able to establish when Rosh Chodesh is and the heavens will defer to the decision of our courts, that which we're able to observe Shabbos, which is really Hashem's special day, it's like the, the scepter of the king that no one's allowed to pick up other than his beloved children. So that's why we emphasize in al Hanisim that after the miracle of Hanukkah, his children came back. The theme of Hanukkah is that we reestablished our relationship as the beloved children of Hashem. And therefore, it's also appropriate for those who observe Rameir's yard site on Hanukkah, because the theme of Hanukkah, and actually you started with the prayer of Elaka Demeir Anini, 
the the deeper meaning of that fila, the deeper meaning of that prayer, is the God that illuminated our lives in the times of Hanukkah. He should answer us. 100%. So this is a fila, although it's it's uh, general. It's specifically referring to the miracle of Hanukkah. So throughout the year, whatever situation we find ourselves in, we're always tapping into the miraculous uh, events of Hanukkah, which Rav Meir was so connected with. And uh, this this sefer, it's thematic to Hanukkah and really uh, to our entire lives as uh, the beloved children of Hashem. You know, we're 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 suffering a a ter- we're, we're we as a Jewish people are missing are missing uh, some key component to our uh, uh, to our worldwide global community and that's of course the remaining hostages that are in the hands of the enemy and uh, you know we've been talking about for the last week or so actually since Rosh Chodesh uh, even earlier than a week or so since Rosh Chodesh Kislev I've been saying to everybody that we hope and pray that as we approach Hanukkah not that it should take so long God could have done this you know could have performed a miracle you know many days ago in, in, in an instant but hopefully with the spirit of Hanukkah, and now that we're at Erev Hanukkah, hopefully in this month of miracles, a time of miracles, and now the added significance that you just mentioned, many think that uh, Rav Meir Balanes himself, his yard site is during Hanukkah and Rosh Chodesh Teves. I hope, I hope that the ultimate loss uh, that we are all suffering from right now uh, will be resolved, and hopefully our brothers and sisters will be uh, out of captivity and in freedom uh, as soon as possible. It is. Uh, I don't know what your approach is, Rabbi Gladstein, because there are many responsible rabbis that are not asking people to temper the Hanukkah celebrations, and some are, you know, encouraging people to you know go about Hanukkah the way they normally would. Uh, otherwise, it's a victory for the enemy. Uh, go about Hanukkah the way they normally would, but obviously, keep in mind our brothers and sisters who are right now in a difficult situation. I am hoping that this uh, holiday of miracles. Uh, it produces some miracles for the Jewish people, um, uh, nisim uh, that are open, open miracles this Hanukkah. Um, I don't know. Are you approaching this holiday differently than uh, you would in a normal year? Look, in a, in a certain sense, I think the situation that we're in uh, motivates us to connect with the Yom Tzitzim in an even uh, deeper fashion. Yep. Because, as you mentioned, we need miracles more than ever. Yep. So, Perhaps the uh, the outward ecstatic type of joy that we display, we have to uh, temper only to show sensitivity to the situation. But on the other hand, in terms of uh, our studying and connecting with the real meaning of the Yantif and appreciating how this is a, a time of miracles, even one of the Tfilosar, we ask Hashem, you know, if somebody forgets the Alhanisim, they, they offer a Tfilah, Harachaman, a special Harachaman, right. that the same way Hashem made miracles for us in past days, He should uh, continue to make miracles for us. So, you know, the Jewish calendar is a living calendar, which means that the the force of miracles and the influence of miracles that once happened uh, at this time of the year continues to be effective for us. So we, we want to tap into that more than ever. And uh, the miracle of Hanukkah was the few in the hands of the many, Rabbin Biad Ma'atim. And in the world of Rameir, nothing is lost. It doesn't matter how long they've been in captivity. It doesn't matter how bleak the situation is. Rameir always gives us an opportunity, always gives us a chance. Um, if we could find our lost object, 
Well, surely Rav Meir would advocate that we should be able to find our lost brothers and sisters. Well, and what well could be more appropriate yeah. merit and more appropriate uh, tzaddik to try to connect with at, at this time in our history than Rav Meir, who says no Jew is ever lost. Well, so, well in said. The merit, I'm sorry. Yeah, so in the merit of Rabbi Meir, let's, uh, let's hope Hashem returns all of our lost uh, brothers and sisters and, uh, you know, Rameyer made a, a phenomenal statement. Rameyer said that he's Mashiach. Wow. And the Mikubalim interpret that to mean that in the merit of his teaching, that we're the beloved children of Hashem, that is the principle upon which Mashiach will come. So... Let's that, hope that this is the right time. That, that, exactly. That's why so many of us have that feeling that we're right there, that we're right on the cusp of uh, the arrival of Mashiach. Rabbi Gladstein, the book is so inspirational. I know that's your purpose. Your purpose is to write it to inspire people and get them to get even closer to the one above. It's just phenomenal, and it's all about Rameyer Balanes. And through his uh, incredible life and his worldview, uh, everybody is being inspired by the brand new work. Everybody get the book. It's uh, Rabbi Meir Balaness and the Eternal Children of Hashem. Go to Artscroll. You know what we always say. Go to Artscroll.com. Make sure to use promo code RADIO when you check out. Get this book. Uh, there are people in your life, maybe even yourself, who will greatly appreciate it, to say the least. Rabbi Gladstein, I take this opportunity to wish you a Chag Urim Sameach, a Freilich and Chanukah, and may this, in fact, be a holiday of open miracles for the Jewish people. Amen, amen. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Chag Sameach, Chanukah Sameach, a Freilich and Chanukah, and we should hear only thank you for having me a pleasure always a pleasure by Daniel Gladstein everybody check out the book right Mayor Balanes artscroll.com or your local bookseller more coming up it's Erev Hanukkah JM in the AM <laughs>